Welcome to the All or Something Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Kepler, and this podcast is all about ditching black and white thinking and exploring the gray areas of health, happiness, and everything in between. If you're ready to feel empowered and inspired, then let's get to it. Hello, welcome to episode 50 of the All or Something Living podcast. We're going to talk about self-love, so stop, collaborate, and listen. Okay, that was cheesy. I'm just kidding. But really, really, like, you need to stop and listen. So what is this self-love crap that everyone is talking about? Like, what a joke, right? (laughs) No, it is not a joke at all. I feel like we're one of the first generations to actually prioritize self-love. And in a lot of ways, I feel like we're being criticized for it. So hear me out. Because once you understand why self-love is the most important love, then it's going to be a game changer for you. Not only like once you understand, but once you start to learn how to practice self-love, as we're going to talk about in this episode, you're going to see how much it impacts your life and your confidence and your relationships and just everything. It, it starts a ripple effect in your life once you learn and practice loving yourself. Now, if faith is something that's important to you and you believe or you've been taught that you should love God first, then I would actually challenge you to group the two together. So loving yourself because God created you in his image is crucial. You can't say that it's selfish to love yourself because you're supposed to love God first because loving God is the same thing as loving yourself. And it's confusing, I know, but I felt like it was important to address that for my religious peeps out there If, in case you might have some shame around this topic because of what you've been taught in the church. This also includes you if you've been taught that loving yourself first is selfish or that you need to take care of everyone else first Or if your identity is wrapped up in taking care of other people, that's like all you've done your whole life. That's just who you are. I know someone in my life who has that identity of just always being there for everyone else and not knowing how to be there for herself. So if that's you, then you also might struggle to love yourself. This is for you if you've lost yourself in a relationship or a career, you've lost your identity in your career or you've lost yourself in an idea of who you quote unquote should be, who you think that you should be. Maybe you've just picked up personalities from everyone else along the way. You've picked up opinions from the people around you because it felt safer that way. So you're living under a blanket of shoulds, or maybe you've just been looking outside of yourself for that self-love that you desire. And I'm here to tell you that first and foremost, this love is nowhere outside of you. Maybe you've heard that before, but it hasn't really sunk in, or maybe you didn't quite believe it, but the love that you can give yourself is only within yourself. And sometimes it takes a little bit of digging to find that. So if you've ignored reality for quite some time, like the reality of your situation, how you feel about yourself, or... Um, 
something like that. Or if you've swept things under the rug that you didn't feel like dealing with, maybe traumas from your past, maybe things that you've done, mistakes that you've made that you don't want to own up to because you don't want to face the kind of person that it could mean that you are if you faced up to your mistakes. But if any of that resonates with you, then you might have some cleaning up to do first. So basically what I'm saying here is that your self-love is there. It's just hidden under a layer or a ton of layers of shit, just a bunch of shit. And your job is to remove those layers piece by piece, even when it hurts, even when it gets uncomfortable. But for God's sakes, like reach out for some support when it gets hard, because I guarantee you it's going to get hard. And you're going to need that support from people you trust, whether it's a spouse, a parent, a friend, a therapist, whoever it is, just get support because you cannot do this journey by yourself. So now that I've given you this very elusive introduction, let's dive into the specifics of this episode. And first of all, I'd like to say that this episode is sponsored by the 10 day self-love challenge. The 10 day self-love challenge is a free challenge that I've created for you to help you start getting back in touch with yourself or just even in touch with yourself for the first time to, you'll learn about things like self-care, setting boundaries in your relationships and much more. You'll, you'll receive, when you sign up, you receive 10 days of audio trainings that you can go through. And throughout the trainings, I provide exercises and tools for you to implement and start practicing. So if you're interested, head over to the show notes and sign up. I would love to have you in there. All right. So back to the importance of self-love. I think that in order to understand your relationship to self-love, you first have to understand that it's something that you've been seeking for probably most or all of your life, even if you don't recognize that. So here's what it looks like when you are seeking self-love. So maybe you seek validation about how you look because you think that looking good will make you feel worthy and accepted. You want to feel worthy and accepted because it's a natural desire. It's part of like our hierarchy of needs and because you want to love and accept yourself. Or maybe you bounce from weight loss plan to weight loss plan because you think that if you have your quote unquote ideal body, then you're going to finally love what you see in the mirror and then that's going to make you love yourself. Or maybe you sleep around, you seek validation from men or women that you are good enough, quote unquote, again, so that you can love yourself. Or maybe you're a serial monogamist and you're always in a relationship with others, but never in a relationship with yourself because you're too afraid to face how you might feel about yourself. So you just look for love and acceptance from others and hope that that's good enough. And I want to just pause here and say that there is nothing wrong with any of these things. In fact, it's pretty normal and it's common for people to seek love outside of themselves. But the problem here is that you don't, if, if you don't love yourself, then you're going to live an unfulfilled life and you're just going to continue looking outside of yourself, seeking outside validation, but you'll never actually truly feel fulfilled and at peace. 
Now, the worst case scenario here is that because you don't love yourself, you're going to continue down a path of beating yourself up, not treating your body or yourself with love and respect, and just basically you're going to live an empty life. And obviously like you'll have your ups and downs. I'm not saying you'll just always feel completely empty because people who don't love themselves experience moments of joy, happiness, especially if you find that within others, but you'll never actually truly not only feel fulfilled, but be able to fill your mission the purpose that you have been given on this earth. You'll never be able to step into that purpose if you're unable to love yourself along the way. So I'm going to share with you real quick why self-love was the catalyst that changed everything for me. So when I met my current fiance, Jason, I was about 22 years old and I was doing everything basically everything that I was talking about earlier, like all in at once. So I was sleeping around with a bunch of different men. I was trying to change my body all the time because I thought that that would make me love and accept myself. Um, I was, I basically, I constantly had to be around my friends or around people just always, always needed something to fill me up. Like I needed this constant, like, how do I describe it? Basically, like it felt like I just was eating and eating and eating, not like literal food, but was just eating and eating and eating, but always starving. So it was never enough. There was always just this emptiness within me. A lot of times as well, up until that point, because I still felt that emptiness, I felt lost in a lot of ways. And at that time, I experienced suicidal thoughts pretty often. I felt like Life was empty. I didn't understand the purpose. I didn't understand my purpose. And so, yeah, so I had a lot of suicidal thoughts. Now, when I met Jason, again, I was in that place. And immediately he gave me this unconditional love and acceptance. Even before we like fell in love, he just, he just accepted who I was. But I was scared because... First of all, I thought, well, he doesn't know the real me. So if he actually saw how mu- how messy my life is, how messy that I am, then he would definitely, he would leave. And so I struggled with that. I pushed him away. I sabotaged the relationship in a lot of ways through jealousy, through um, just a lot of saying a lot of ugly things and just me being an ugly person myself toward him. And it really messed with our relationship for a really long time. We weren't able to progress for a while because I was stuck and I was held back because of my own lack of self-love. Because of my lack of self-love as well, I didn't treat my body well. So when I say like I tried to lose weight or, you know, we're taught that we, when we're losing weight, we're doing something good for our bodies, but we're actually not truly loving our bodies and respecting our bodies because we are hurting our bodies when we starve ourselves purposefully, or we tell ourselves, oh, I'm not actually hungry. And so we don't eat um, or we eat things that that we don't enjoy. That's not practicing respect toward ourselves. Um, other things, when we start getting to the extreme, such as over-exercising, having a disordered relationship 
to food, taking diet pills, using waist trainers. I thought that if I was like following the status quo of what everybody else was doing as far as um, trying to be healthier, again, in the ways that's actually harming your body, I thought that doing that was would lead me to self-love, but it didn't, and it actually distanced me further from my body. So then I was, so basically I was like binge eating all the time. I was drinking alcohol, um, and I didn't really care because I wasn't in touch with my body. So you might even hear me kind of stumbling right now to describe it, And this might be your experience as well as you start to try and figure out what it is that is holding you back from loving yourself. But that's okay. Let the words be messy like they are right now for me. Let the experience be messy. Just if you need to just clumsily stumble through it, then do that. But start to recognize in what ways you are holding yourself back or you're not treating yourself with respect. So once I learned how to incorporate self-love, once I learned how to truly love myself, the choices that I make for my body, for myself, for my life are all out of love for me. So I I feel energized and vibrant and joyful most of the time because I am making decisions about how I spend my time, who I spend my time with, what food that I put into my body, the type of exercise that I do. I do all of it out of self-love and I check in with my body and myself along the way. And if I notice that I'm not acting in alignment or if I'm acting out in a way that's out of character for myself, I may not catch it right away, but I try and call myself out for it as quickly as possible so that I can course correct and that I can get back on track and and get back to doing the things that I know will lead me into the life that I desire. Uh, Again, I'm totally not wording it correctly here, but maybe you can see some of your own story in mine. But the bottom line is that if you don't love yourself right now, that's the first thing that you should be working on before you start working on anything else. And here are a few tips on how you can do this. So tip number one is to make peace with yourself. First, write yourself a letter apologizing for all the times you broke trust with yourself or you betrayed yourself or you talked down to yourself, whatever it is that has placed distance between you and yourself recognize that and apologize to yourself for it. And then promise yourself that from here on out, you're going to be your own biggest supporter and your own biggest advocate. And promise yourself that you're no longer willing to give yourself up to make others more comfortable. Now write this letter in whatever way sounds most real and authentic to you, but just get it out and do what you need to do, like hold a ritual around it or burn it or whatever. But make this a big turning point for you. And then step two is to practice building trust with yourself. So start actually following through with the commitments that you make to yourself, whether big or small. If you tell yourself that you're going to wake up in the morning and go for a run, wake up in the morning and go for the damn run. 
show up and remind yourself, like if you're thinking, oh, but I'm tired, maybe tomorrow, remind yourself that this is something much bigger than just showing up for the run. This is about you building trust with yourself and creating a a loving relationship with yourself. So even if doing so means breaking commitments to others in the process, or it means upsetting people or letting others down, this is especially important to understand that at first, when and if you have people in your life that are used to you putting them first, then they might get upset at first and they might give you a guilt trip. They might be like, who is this new person? Like, I don't understand what's going on. But stay firm and remember why this is important to you. And then if you feel comfortable, of course, you can even have a conversation with that person about why you're showing up for yourself first so that they can understand and recognize that first and foremost, you're doing it so that you can show up as a better version of yourself for them as well. So they'll understand that if they allow you this time, that it's going to benefit them also. Step three is to take time out to be alone. This is crucial. Most people are afraid of being alone with themselves because of the difficult feelings that come up, the the difficult realities that we have to face about ourselves. And especially if you don't like yourself at this moment or you're not proud of the person that you've been up to until now. And that's okay. You want to use this time alone to heal yourself. Give yourself compassion and grace along the way. Pray if you need to. When I'm alone, I like to express my own form of art. So maybe you have some form of art and you probably do, even if you have also lost touch of that. But I like to do things like read, write, sing, play music, dance, meditate, pray. And all these things bring me closer to myself and they allow me to connect to my soul. And step last step is to get to know yourself or not even last step, but step four. And then you move on to like, you just keep going deeper and deeper into whatever step presents itself to you. But the fourth step is to get to know yourself. So start actually asking yourself things like, do I like this? Do I enjoy this food? Do I like doing this? What do I think about this? And practice understanding that you were built to be uniquely you. Everyone is different and you are personally designed to have your own set of opinions, beliefs, and experiences that make you who you are and that add to this world. None of this is wrong and it's time for you to stop hiding behind everyone else's identity to keep yourself safe from criticism. It's safe to be seen and if that's a mantra that you need to repeat to yourself on a daily basis then that's an option as well. So repeat to yourself, because I do this as well, especially when I'm afraid to state my opinions. Actually, even I've been spending the last few years really getting to know myself and and practicing self-love, as you know. And if I would have recorded this podcast episode a few years ago, the opinions and the thoughts, the original opinions and thoughts and things that I state here would have terrified me. I would have been a lot less assertive about it. I would have been like, oh, well, maybe try this uh," because I was so afraid to be seen for who I am, for the opinions that I have. I was so afraid that somebody might disagree or somebody might get offended or whatever. And even as you've been listening to this episode, maybe there are things I've said that you don't understand. Maybe there are things I've said that you disagree with or you've been offended by. 
And that's completely okay because this is my experience and this is your experience. And from you feeling the way that you do about the things that I've said, you can start to ask yourself questions that help you get to know yourself. So you can ask yourself, why is it that what she just said made me uncomfortable? Why don't I agree with her opinion? And that's completely okay. So remind yourself, it's safe to be seen. So as you probably know by now, self-love isn't just this airy, flowery concept where you decide one day, I'm going to love myself today, and then boom, you're there. It's also not an affirmation that you repeat daily. You don't just say, I love myself, and then like magically you love yourself one day. And sometimes, most of the time, probably all the time, getting there Getting to the self-love that you are seeking isn't a pretty process. It is messy, it is clumsy, and it takes work, but it's absolutely necessary, and I promise you that the work is worth it in the end. So my question for you this episode is, what is one thing that you believe holds you back from loving yourself, and how can you move past this barrier and take the first step? So you can let me know by tagging me on Instagram. I'm at Lauren M. Kepler. Um, You can tag me in your post or your Instagram stories, or if it's something personal and you don't want to share it publicly, you can just message me directly. I love to hear from you guys. I love to hear your thoughts, your aha moments, your realizations, your lessons as you listen to these episodes. And again, if you disagree with something or if you're confused about something, please don't be afraid to express that as well. Don't forget to sign up for the free self-love challenge. And again, I have a link for you in the show notes for that. That is all I have for you this week. I cannot wait to talk to you again next week. But until then, remember, you are enough and you are doing enough.